Okay, give it your questions and my answers. Let's take one by one. Okay, building a sound foundation of mindfulness seems to work and piti arises. Is there any time I should? turn my attention to the piti. Can I pay attention to breath and piti? Thank you. <coughs> well, <coughs> when mindfulness is fully developed, piti arises. Uh, according to Anapana Sati Sutta, Sutta number 118 from Majjhima Nikaya, uh, Buddha very clearly said, uh, when you practice, first four steps of anapana sati, the next is piti, rapture. <coughs> rapture is uh, if you have tranquility, <coughs> concentration, your mind is calm, quiet. The body is calm and quiet. Then passaddhi arises, tranquility, and with that, rapture arises. That's the nature. All these are in particular order. So, rapture, piti arises. So, when you have piti or whatever, your main object should not be forgotten. Main object is your anapanasati, mindfulness of breathing. So all the time stay with your mindfulness <coughs> of breath, mindfulness of breath. You are not supposed to cling to these things. If you give attention to piti, then you cling to piti. If you give attention to bliss, then you cling to bliss. Then you can't go forward. <coughs> We simply feel that, but we don't give attention to, give more attention to that, and 
We don't want to worry about such things. All this, why? All these are impermanent. That is what we have to understand. Peeti itself is impermanent. If you give attention to your Peeti, what happens? Peeti does not arise, does not last long. Then, once you lose it, you are frustrated, disappointed, agitated. That's why we do not do not give that attention, much attention to such things, but we always stay with the breath. So, according to the, this particular sutta, Anapanasati sutta, from beginning to the end, all the 16 steps, breath is the key. Breath is very important. So, that's therefore, uh, give attention to your breath. Can I pay attention to breath and piti? No, both. You cannot do both. You can't play both. Only one, only one at a time. Every, every time, make sure that you are observing only one object. <coughs> if you want to observe piti, go ahead, but once you lose it, don't get upset. Huh? That's why we have to stay, stay on the track. That is breath. Give attention to breath again and again. And understand the real nature of breath. Real nature of breath. That's the way. Okay, next, Bhante. How to get rid of self-talk, conversation and imaginary? Usual, usual images in mind during meditation. Thank you, Bhante. So, <clears throat> these are, this is what self-talk is, what is called inner commentary. So, you, is commentary is going on, like the cricket or the, some other uh, sports. The, they give, <laughs> give commentary. So, like that. You are always talking, talking. So try to try to curb this. You yourself have to curb it. Stop thought. Stop. No, like that. You can even <clears throat> even you can you can stop like that. Stop talk. Like that, you can mentally mentally say this. Give sort of advice to your mind. Stop. No talk. Talk, no, oh, like that. Can you understand what I mean? Stop thought, then cut off thought. Stop, talk, then cut off talk. Stop, no, stop. Then stop, cut off, stop. No, cut off, end. Only this step remains only zero. Stay with it. Like that. <clears throat> you can you can do something. You yourself can do some experiment. Hmm? I have done this. That is why I know. It works. It works. Try. So, imaginations and conversations, you yourself have to understand that my task now is meditation. 
meditation means not thinking meditation means not in a talk meditation means not imagination it is meditation concentration concentration means give full attention to one object that is meditation that is soul concentration meditation when you practice vipassana of course you can observe different objects whatever comes to your mind through the six senses you are supposed to observe all these the more objects are better when you practice vipassana but here during this retreat you know we have different different themes for these retreats <clears throat> so when we have jhana retreat we always try to focus to develop concentration we have vipassana retreat where we give instructions to practice vipassana then you are supposed to observe different objects and we have different themes if you see our website hmm, like four noble truth noble eightfold path three characteristics of existence bojjanga the uh, enlightenment factors like that we have themes for this and metta death awareness of death all these are different subjects so during this uh, retreat here we practice concentration practice concentration but <clears throat> as i said the purpose of concentration <clears throat> purpose of concentration is always switch to inside if you have good concentration try to understand that this itself is changing your concentration is changing your samadhi is changing your vitakka is ch- changing vichara is changing piti is changing sukha is changing all these are changing try to understand try to see the change in nature of it so when it is changing simply understand that it is changing don't get upset simply understand this is what is called changing this is what is called anicca changing means anicca if you see anicca you see dukkha if you see anicca and dukkha you see anatta there's no underneath underneath there's nothing unchanging that is what is called anatta no self self means permanent thing no such thing no such thing called permanent thing no entities no entities in the world but activities <coughs> Okay Bante can I download the recording of Bante ji's meditation instruction given in every morning 9 a.m. We upload this right yes, all information will be on the board at the end Ah he's the master internet master hmm oh, he he uploads all this he record this and uh, upload this such questions next time not this box <laughs> ha huh? regarding such things bante jaisaro okay next dear bante how has your understanding of anicca change over the course of your life how about dukkha anatta how has your understanding of this evolved 
from your youth until now. Thank you. It's personal. <laughs> you know, it is because of this understanding I am here now. I was ordained at the age of 11. Did not know what Dhamma is. Hmm? It is not understanding the Dhamma I got robbed. But later on, I practiced. I practiced. Being in many places, different countries, different meditation centers, having been to forest, thick forest, I practice in Sri Lanka, Thailand, India, different places I practice. And then coming here, started practicing. Not, I was not confined to New York Temple. I was in New York Temple for four years. But most of the time I was in woods. Hmm? I practice. It's like that. When you practice, when you understand Dhamma, you know Dhamma. This is what we want. <clears throat> if you know the Dhamma, Dhamma means real Dhamma. Not the different stories, not these different uh, facts, different teachings from later works, hmm? from many different commentaries, hmm? commentaries, sub-commentaries, sub-sub-commentaries, or from many different uh, professors and so-called scholars, not the Dhamma. Real Dhamma is in the original teachings. You have to read the original discourses to understand the real Dhamma. Then you know the Dhamma. Wherever you go, you know the Dhamma. So that is, the, that is, the, that is how I became this, like this. So, as <clears throat> my understanding of Anicca changing over the course of your life, yes, I see many differences. Detachment is the, is the main thing that I uh, practice. I develop detachment, abandoning, give up things. Give up, give up, give up. Easy. Give up things. Hmm? I have abandoned many things. Given up many things in my life. It is because of understanding, not simply because other people do such things. I, I never do such things simply because other people do it. I don't follow such things. But I listen to my heart, listen to my mind, and my mind and heart decides what it is, what is to be done according to the word of the Buddha. That is what I do. That's how we, we become like this. <clears throat> Not everybody. Everybody cannot do these things. It's true. It's difficult, though we can do it. Okay, next. What role do mala beads play in the Theravada tradition? <clears throat> How are they used? <clears throat> mala, there is no difference between Theravada and Mahayana. 
இவனுக்கு மகாயான தேரவாத வஜ்ரயான தந்திரயான மந்திரயான ஓல் தீஸ் யான கேம் லேட்டர் ஈவன் தேரவாத தீஸ் டேர்ம்ஸ் கேம் மச் லேட்டர் புத்தாஸ்டம் நோ சச் யான ஓ வாத ஒன்லி தம்ம புத்த டோட் தம்ம ஸோ லேட்டர் ஓன் வி நோ இன் தாசன தீஸ் டிஃப்ரெண்ட் ட்ரெடிஷன்ஸ் ரோஸ் Tradition is not Buddhism. Tradition is not Buddhism. So in different traditions, there are different things. These are like outer bark of the tree. Hmm? Outer bark of the tree. So however, we know in Mahayana tradition, they use mala very much. But in Theravada tradition also, we, we can use this. So the purpose of mala is... concentration you can count bead beads i do myself i have my own mala i do myself uh you can count how do you count not 1 2 3 4 that is not the way count the qualities of the buddha you know nine great virtues of the buddha when you recite in our vandana book the first stanza you can see பேஜ்ரிசிதம்சாரிசாதிங்ஸ்ட் not uh, like 1 2 3 but arahang that is how you to do not arahang samma sambuddha vidyachana like that not fast but slowly arahang 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 like samma sambuddha vidyacharana sampanno having understood with clear understanding the qualities of the buddha you can do that <coughs> normally in even theravada traditions lay persons when they observe eight precepts on the full moon uh, new moon or half moon they use this mala hmm? they use that is called nava guna nava guna nava guna vela the mala to count nine great virtues that that it name itself is given navaguna navaguna means nine qualities that mala is for that purpose navaguna navaguna vela they call navaguna vela vela is like a string hmm? beads beads of string like uh, so that is how we use hmm? you can count qualities of the buddha then you can if you like you can go to qualities of dhamma and the qualities of sangha there are 24 qualities of the buddha dhamma and sangha the purpose is concentration keep the mind calm then while you are counting while you are uh, doing this you don't think many think of many other different things even while you are traveling suppose you are traveling you are in the bus or in the train hmm? you can count this then you are here right here in the present moment not not thinking many things in the past oh 
thinking of planning different things in the future. So you are here. You have peace. You are in the right moment, the present moment. Mindful. That is the purpose. <coughs> then next, Bhante, you mentioned if someone is a stream winner, then only that person, him, herself, will know. But how to differentiate if you really know you are a stream winner instead of just wishful thinking or even conceit. No, such conceit in such a person. When you really enter the path as a stream winner, stream enterer, you are never going to conceit, not never going to deceive others. You are truthful, but you have to, you have to take, you have to, you have to come to that state. When you come to that state, you yourself know that how it is given in the Sotapanna Sangyukta uh, of the Sangyukta Nikaya, and also. Uh, the chapter number 12, Connected Discourses, Sutta, as I mentioned today even, Sutta uh, Pancha Bhaya Vera Sutta, Five Fearful Animosity. Sutta name, Five Fearful Animosity. Uh, these are the qualities of the, uh, the stream enterer. Stream enterer should have three principles. What are the three principles? He sh should have completely free from killing, stealing, sexual misconduct, false uh, speech, and taking intoxicants. You never take these things. Never do such things. Your seal is very clear. If not, you have fear. That is why the sutta, in the sutta it is said it is fearful. If you are killing or if you are getting somebody else to kill or approve killing, three ways, then you have fear. Fear arises here in this world and the hereafter. If you are stealing, get somebody else to steal or approve killing, uh, stealing. All the five precepts the same. So, if you if you are completely refrained from this, your sila is pristine, pure sila. It's pure sila. That is necessary for a person to enter the stream as a stream winner, stream enter. That is one thing, one principle. Second one, there are four factors which are called factors for the stream winner to become a stream winner stream enterer you should have four qualities four factors four qualities hmm? uh, the four factors are your confidence in the buddha should be unwavering confidence unwavering no shaking it's clear you have no doubt at all. You, are, you have full confidence. In other words, you 
trust the Buddha, trust. That is not faith. You trust the Buddha. You have full confidence, unwavering confidence, avecha pasad in Pali. Buddha avecha pasad, your pasad, your confidence in the Buddha is unwavering. That is the nature of the stream enter. Then secondly, your confidence in the Dhamma the same, unwavering confidence in the Dhamma, then unwavering confidence in the Sangha. You trust the Buddha, Dhamma and the Sangha. Three. Then the fourth, fourth one is you have no, uh, you have Sila, your Sila is dear to noble ones. That is five precepts. As you have clear, pure, five precepts, that is what noble ones said, Arya Kanta Sila. Arya Kanta Sila. Arya Kanta means which is dear to noble ones. That Sila, the nature of that Sila is that it is conducive to concentration. When you have that sila, it's easily you merge to concentration. Why? Your sila is very clear. Pure sila. No, no spot. No spot in your sila. Nothing uh, broken. Not broken. No spot. No scarves. Scarf in sila. Sila is clear, very clear sila. So, if you have such sila, and these four, those are called sotapatti anga, factors for the enlightened one. Then the third principle. Third one is, you should know the noble method. Aryo chasanyayo. Arya nyaya means noble's, noble method. What is that noble method? Noble method is you should know what Paticca Samuppada is. Noble method is Paticca Samuppada. Noble method means Arya Nyaya means Paticca Samuppada. You should know what Paticca Samuppada is. And not only know, you should see, penetrate it. You should penetrate Paticca Samuppada. Means through vipassana, you should know what paticca samuppada is. Aryocha sanyayo su ditto supati viddu. Su ditta means you see it clearly and you penetrate it. Paticca samuppada. So, five precepts, clear five precepts, four sotapatti anga and paticca samuppada. If you have these qualities, then you can proclaim, you can say, from this day, I will not be born in animal realms. You know that, because you have come to the path. Nobody else wants to say it. No teachers, no friends, no relatives need to say that. You know better. Hmm? That's how it is. There's nothing to deceive, nothing to conceit. Nothing to hidden, secret, no secret, but you know it very well. Okay, next. 
dear Bhante, how do we practice ardently without pressure, force, etc., if we must use our own arms to paddle the raft? How do we do so without applying force? You know, the raft was given. It is true that you, you, have to, you have to work hard. You have to use your own hands paddle, to paddle. That's true. Raft is the Dhamma. Dhamma raft. When you hear, it means that nobody else, they are to help you. You yourself, you have no, what do you call the, that? The, huh? Paddle? Yeah. So, you have, you have to use your own effort. Without effort, can you meditate? What do you mean by right, right uh, effort in the path? In the Noble Eightfold Path, there are four types of right efforts. So that is what is effort. That is not forceful. Right effort means that not that you want to do it, oh, I will attain a jhana. Like that, you are not to like, not like, not like that. Huh? However much you uh, uh, force, you cannot attain jhana. Because jhana, you enter a jhana with calmness, mm-hmm. tranquility. Calmness, peacefulness, that is what is, that is how you come to jhana, not with forcefully attaining anything. So like that, no pressure even, there's nothing to, nothing to uh, force, no pressure, no force, but because if you do, if you force, uh, if you make effort in such a way, physical effort, then you cannot come to jhana or successful meditation. So, it is, you have effort, but that is mental, mental effort, right sammavayama, right effort. The effort is to be made to avoid unwholesome things. Then effort to be, uh, to be made to overcome unwholesome deeds whatever unwholesome thoughts, overcome it. Then effort is to be made to uh, do what is wholesome. Then effort is to be made to maintain that right, those right thoughts. Sangvarapadana, Pahanapadana, Bhavanapadana, Anurakkanapadam, those are the four. So, effort should be made, but not forcefully, with pressure, slowly, understanding clearly, calm down all the time, all the time, make sure that your body is calm, your mind is calm. Then easily you can come to the goal. Mindfulness, calmness of body, Calmness of your mind. Okay, next. <clears throat> Dear Bhante, when you reach first, second, third or fourth jhana, 
do you have to come out of it to do vipassana? No. Being in the jhana, it is clearly said in that sutta, Mahamalunke Putta Sutta, being in the jhana, you have to observe, you have to understand, otherwise where is your concentration? When you come out of jhana, no concentration. So then how can you, how can you observe things? It is with concentration you give attention and then you see the change in nature of jhana or change in nature of the object. You are still in the jhana, <coughs> but you can observe it. You can observe uh, the, the factors, even jhanic fact, factors, they themselves are changing. Then when you understand this change in nature, you are blended with the real meditation. What is that? Tandem meditation. Samatha vipassana together. Huh? Not only samatha, but vipassana. Samatha vipassana tandem. Hmm? That is what is given in the whole sutta, Satipatthana sutta from beginning to end. From beginning to end. Tandem meditation. Both you have to practice samatha and vipassana. You develop samatha and switch to vipassana. Then you have vipassana and samatha both together. As you have samatha, you can give attention. Then you, as you have vipassana, you see it as it is. So both are developed together, hand in hand. <clears throat> While doing vipassana, do I observe keles? as Sankhata, Paticca Samuppanna and Anicca. Yes, that is what you have to do. When you practice Vipassana, you have to understand defilements. All hmm? defilement. Sankhata. Sankhata means uh, whatever Sankhata, whatever is dependent on other things. Condition. Sankhata means condition things. <coughs> All Sankhatas have three marks, three characteristics. You can see that it is it has arising nature. You can see that it has perishing nature. And in the beginning you can see arising perishing nature, arising perishing nature. Uppado panyayati, vayo panyayati, thitas anyatattam panyayati. is like this, vibration, everything. Everything has that vibration. Everything has the nature of arising birth. Then exist. Exist not like, like static. It's not uh, exit always changing, changing. And then come to the end. Cessation. That is what happened. Now we, when we born, when we were born, we born, we are born, we were born here, and now changing, changing all the time. Now those who came here are no more. Hmm? Even those who came this evening for the last sitting, no more. Even those who sat here for the dhamma, this kivani, no more. Including myself, and these things are the same. All these things changed. That is what is called impermanence. 
nature of impermanence. So you to observe that. When you have concentration, you can observe this, you can see this. It is, you see through vipassana. You concentrate, you focus through your uh, samatha. That's the way. Next. Dear Bhante Sila, I did not catch all the factors needed to enter jhanas. Example, uh, aloof from all acquisitions, etc. Can you please repeat from 5 to 10, please? Okay. Mm. As I said, there are 10 different factors to be uh, fulfilled. The first one is aloof from all acquisitions. Upaddi Viveka, detachment from all acquisitions, means detachment from attachment to all things, all things. Upadhi. There are two terms. Most of us don't give attention to understand this. Upadhi and Upadhi. I have observed this, I have observed this, examined, studied this, the difference. Upadhi and Upadhi. Upadhi, D-I. Upadhi means five aggregates. Upadana, Upadana Skanda, where the letter is sim uh, simply D-I, O-D-A, Upada. Upadi, like that. And upadi, the, the other word is upadhi, D-H-I. That means acquisitions, things. So, the first one is upadhi viveka, aloof from all acquisitions. Then second one, uh, Abandon all unwholesome things, unwholesome deeds, unwholesome things. Third is come to the state of calmness, tranquility of bodily anxiety, bodily anxiety, nausea, anxiety. Calm down, calm down your body, but no anxiety. No agitation, no excitement. Then the fourth one is vivicheva kamehi. Vivicheva kama means sensual pleasures or sexual pleasures. Abandon, aloof, aloof from sensual pleasures. Vichyeva kame, vichyeva akusalehi dhamme. Abandon all unwholesome deeds, unwholesome things. Akusale, akusalehi dhamme. Yeah, uh, the second one is abandon aku, all 
uh, unwholesome thing. And the third, uh, fourth one is abandon all type of uh, all type of unwholesome things, whatever, whatever unwholesome thing. Completely abandonment. Vivicheva ka vivicha akusalehi dhammehi. Then sa vitak sa vitaka vitaka. Then vichara vitaka vichara savitaka savichara viveka jang. Next is viveka jang viveka detachment. That is detachment from uh, body, detachment from mind. Kaya viveka and chitta viveka. Upadiviveka, there is another one called Upadiviveka, which is the complete abandonment of the clinging to these five aggregates. Upadiviveka. It is not Upadiviveka, but Upadiviveka. It is because of that Viveka detachment, Piti and Sukha arises. Then the ninth one is Piti. Tenth one is Sukha. Those are the ten. Then also please explain again how a non-returner can attain Nibbana in the fifth, fourth type of, four, uh, five type of pure abodes. When the non-returner, if he dies, Non-return means the one who has cut off the first five, five uh, fetters. Then he, after his death, he will be born in pure, uh, pure abodes, which is called Suddhavasa. Where, when he reached there, as he has cut off the first five lower fetters, he, as he is born there, with his birth, reaching Upahacha, he can attain enlightenment. He can cut off the next five pretty soon. If not, while he is there in that realm, Antara, Antara means interim, he can cut off the next five fetters according to his or her. Um, Skillfulness, mindfulness, concentration, wisdom, we can cut, cut off these things. And then the third is asankara. Asankara means without effort. Then sasankara means with, with effort. Finally, uddhangsota going upwards, called akanittaka. Akanittaka means no juniors. All are seniors, means they all are going to completely cut off samsaric journey over there. That is why they are called non-returners. They never come back. They, they never come back here to be born. But sometimes, according to some discourses, uh, I have read some uh, non-returners, they had visited here. 
to see their friends. But they are not coming here to be born again. That is why, that, that is the meaning, that they are called never returners, means they sometimes, in some cases, they might come here for a visit. Hmm? There are some, in, I think in Kokalika Sutta, there's a Sutta in Majjhavanika, uh, in the Sangta Nikaya, and Sutta Nipat, I think, Kokalika Sutta. According to that, uh, one of his friends came to see him, Kokalika. Okay. Next. Bhante, please uh, finish the story what happened to the king when he met the Buddha. It's a long story. You know, then the, as he killed his father, he then went to meet the Buddha and he asked Bhante, now these people, these craftsmen, different persons in society, they do many different types of jobs and they, they get some uh, salary. They have benefits of doing such things. When you do some, something, you get some uh, sort of salary, they have benefits. But what are the benefits, what are the fruits of this contemplative life, these monks, seeing the one, 1,250 monks, hmm? he, first he thought, oh my son, if my son could be with them, how, how wonderful. Uh, then he asked the question, what are the fruits of contemplative life? Where the Buddha gave a list of things. Hmm? When you become a monk, he gave, first thing that he gave was, Suppose you have a uh, serviceman, hmm? like a slave, those days slaves, like a slave, he is doing everything uh, in the palace, hmm? clean things, and uh, clean the restroom, the uh, toilets and all these things. And such a person, he one day thinks that oh, he, the king himself, is a human being. Me, a human being. So, why I do such things here? Why don't I go to the monastery and uh, observe Sila and why don't I become a monk? Then he comes to the monastery and becomes a monk. The Buddha asks, then when you come to the temple, do, what do you do? Do you respect him? Do you uh, give him the four requisites? Or do you ask him to go back and do this? Same job? Then he said, No, Bhante, if even such a person, if one day becomes a monk, I will have to respect him. I will have to give four requisites for him. I will do that. The king said, Ah, that is the first fruit of contemplative life. Like that, step by step, the Buddha gave a long discourse. That is called, it is, it is interesting discourse. Sutta number two, Diga Nikaya. Hmm? Lone discourses, Sutta number two, if you would like to read. So the Buddha gave this Sutta 
delivered the sutta. At the end, uh, the king couldn't get the benefit. The Buddha later on, when asked by the monks, Buddha said, if he had not killed his father, because it is a grave offense. Hmm? These are called heinous karma, hmm? hellish karma. One of the hellish karma, heinous karma, heinous karma. Killing mother, killing father, killing arahant, shedding blood of the Buddha, making shisham. These are things that should not do. As he had, as he had uh, killed his father, Buddha said he couldn't attend, uh, attain even one step like he couldn't if he had not killed his father he could have attained the first stage stream enter but he couldn't because he killed his father hmm? that is that is the story in short next bante in my meditation when i can when i can firmly feel mindfulness and equanimity, I directed my mind to observe my feeling. True, true enough, that feeling can change beyond my wish. I did nothing but just observing and that feeling changes. Yeah, that's right. That is what exactly happened. You you are you cannot control it. You simply see it. You simply observe it. I understand how this change is unsatisfactory, and I can see that it is just because I take it as myself, mine. Then I feel suffering. Yes, because you take as mine, myself. You have to suffer because you don't you don't want to change it. You don't want to you want to keep it as it is. You want to keep it fresh, young, new, but it's otherwise, always it's otherwise. There is this there is this something that wants the feeling to uh, feel the other way. And because of this something, I see how dukkha arises. I can feel this something, the something is the problem, as an energy. Uh, is this something energy that Buddha said as craving? Yeah, that is the that is the, that is the, that is your craving, desire, hmm? desire. To keep it as you want. But that desire itself is to be understood as changing. Desire is not permanent. That itself is to be understood as in, uh, as changing. So everything is changing. That is, the, that is what you have to keep in your mind. Nothing permanent. Nothing permanent. How to abandon this something? Ah. In order to abandon this, you have to understand unsatisfactoriness as the cause. 
unsatisfactoriness as it is, and then the craving as the cause of unsatisfactoriness. Then you have to abandon it with understanding that it is changing. Understand the change in nature of it. And this is not mine. This itself, you can say this itself is not mine. Not this is not mine. You can say this itself. This itself is not mine. Not me, not myself. This itself is changing. Anicca, dukkha and anatta. Like that you have to see. See too. That is what is called vipassana. Next, Bhante, dear Bhante, what does it mean to take refuge in the Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha? How do we take refuge in these three? Why do we take refuge in these three? If Gautama Buddha has passed and the original Sangha of Arahans has two, then what are we taking refuge in? Uh, taking refuge means in the whole system of the world, there is no other person, no other way, no other way to end our sansaric suffering. Nobody, no teachers, no other teacher has addressed this question. How to cut off Dukkha? Have you ever read any other place? Any other, any other teacher has talked about how to destroy your defilements? You can be with somebody. Be with somebody is not the answer. You are not released. You are not liberated. You are leaning. You are leaning to another person, another thing, where there is no liberation, no right liberation, no right emancipation. The Buddha taught, Buddha understood clearly that it is within you. Dukkha is within you. Not only humans, all beings, wherever beings, Dukkha is there. That Dukkha can be eradicated. In order to eradicate Dukkha, you have to understand the cause of Dukkha. Then the cessation, when the, with the cessation of cause, cessation of Dukkha. And for that, the Buddha understood the path, which is the middle way, middle path. So, that is why we go to the Buddha as our refuge. Buddha is, it's true that Buddha is no more. Buddha cannot protect us. But mentally, we remember the Buddha's qualities, qualities of the Buddha. And that itself is the protection. The Buddha said, if you follow the Dhamma, if you protect the Dhamma, the Dhamma will protect you. Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha, these are inseparable. Where there is Dhamma, there is Buddha. Where there is Buddha, there is Dhamma and the Sangha. Where there is Sangha, there is, there is Buddha. 
and there is Dhamma as well. All these are inseparable, all three. That is why they are called triple gem. Triple gem. So we follow these three. And refuge, sarana, the Pali term for refuge is sarana. Sarana has another meaning, that is footprints. We follow the footprints of the Buddha. When you take refuge, you say that I follow the footprints of the Buddha. Then you say I follow the footprints of the Dhamma, uh, Sangha. Sangha. And I follow the Dhamma. We follow Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha. You can take that meaning also. So, if you, if you uh, take Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha as your refuge, you are safe. You are safe. That is why we take Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha as refuge. But make sure that Dhamma is your real refuge. Dhamma is your real refuge. Next. Dear Bhante, when I get to first jhana and switch to vipassana, I will soon lose the concentration because I cannot maintain the jhana and observe what is happening at the same time. Am I doing it wrong? When one is in jhana and switch to vipassana, can one still continue to develop the jhana to the next stage? Well, when you are in jhana, you can switch to vipassana. When you switch to vipassana, you see the change in nature of your object. Change in nature of your object means your breath. Understand that. Change in nature. Then you can develop your wisdom. Wisdom, vipassana. So when you practice vipassana, uh, it is true that your concentration is, you feel that it is quite less. But still, the next time, you can see your concentration is better than earlier with the support of with the support of vipassana so vipassana where you have both concentration and insight so you are not completely cut off from your concentration if the concentration is not that strong of course you feel that you have no more concentration so therefore you need to Develop your concentration more and more. Cultivate it. Do it again and again. And practice concentration first. And then switch to insight. I can finish today. Four more. Dear Bhante, can lay people... Uh, Recite the reflection on requisites with, with the monks at mealtime. Why does it say to follow alone silently? Of course, you also can recite. But make sure that you recite uh, together. 
recite together with monks and therefore better you first memorize this and follow the monks re recite together uh, then it is uh, okay mm, just for you understand it simply this is given uh, to just to follow alone silently because most most of uh, our friends come in here they are they are not expert in pali they don't know pali uh, so there are some those who can uh, recite pali so you are welcome hmm? you also can uh, recite with the monks but make sure that not loudly not passing the monks right just uh, uh, go with the flow Huh? Go with the flow. Flow is it is the way. Okay, next. Dear Bhante, today you mentioned some suttas from the Majjhimanikaya by their Pali names. These discourses were dealing with uh, Sama Samadhi. Samma. It should be Samma. Okay, double M A. Samma. Samadhi and jhana factors. Could you please translate the names of these suttas to English for us or identify them by numbers? Okay. Majjhima <clears throat> Nikaya uh, Sutta number 63 64. And Sangta Nikaya Sutta number 35, uh, Majjhima Nikaya 35 uh, chapter, Sutta number 95. And then Anguttara Nikaya, Numerical Discourses, chapter 4, Sutta number 41. Again, Anguttara Nikaya, the numerical discourse, Sutta, chapter number 5, and Sutta number 113. <coughs> Those are the discourses I referred today. <coughs> Next. Dear Bhante Silananda, one, when should one switch between observing bodily sensations, Vedana, and observing feelings or thoughts. Right. These are different aspects of practicing. As you are practicing mindfulness of breathing, when the mind is quite concentrated, you know the concentration is very important. Without concentration, you cannot practice meditation. So when the mind is well concentrated, then you feel internal, internally you see your breath. And externally you see something happen in this body. What type of things? Feeling. Your knee is painful. Now what should you do? You have good concentration. If you have good concentration, make sure that you have good concentration. 
means when you give attention you can see what what's going on there then stop stop your observing of your breath and give full attention to your knee and understand feeling understand what is going on what's happening understand the change in nature then after a few minutes you can see you can understand that your feeling either either spread like this and fade away or if not it comes like this make a dot and fade away hmm? that happens thereafter you can sit longer can you please explain the distinguishing characteristics between the thought aggregate and perception aggregate thought aggregates means chetana thought that is volitional formations thoughts are here volitional formations that is what you think volitionally you are volitionally you are uh, thinking to do something volition that is volition thought aggregates and the perception aggregates means you recognize something with your with the support of your eye the form uh, consciousness then contact feeling and then you perceive that is what is your per- perception you recognize something so recognition is perception that is an aggregate then should certain aggreg- aggregates be observed over others while in first and for second jhana should certain aggregates be observed over others while in first and to second jhana yes observe this aggregates are to be observed when the mind is well concentrated concentration is again i am emphasize concentration without good concentration you cannot observe these things when you observe with concentration you can see the change in nature of it okay the last one bante how to abandon physical pain on my legs and back ah that the answer was given hmm i know how to uh, establish mindfulness and i can feel equanimity but i still do not know how to deal with this physical leg back pain in meditation to progress further concentrate develop your concentration and give attention to your pain and understand pain pain is not permanent understand that itself is changing then understand the step by step is changes changing changing change in nature of pain that the way okay friends that's the last one thank you thank you very much <coughs> Thank <laughs> you.
take a few minutes break and come back to practice.